Welcome to a new edition of the Neon Jazz Interview Series with modern jazz pianist, vocalist, and composer Peter Eldridge. He grew up in New Jersey and is on the heels of promoting his latest 2016 album, Disappearing Day. Peter is a founding member of the internationally acclaimed jazz vocal group, New York Voices. In more than 20 years of doing his jazz thing, he's released four solo albums and he's logged some quality jazz mileage. So get to know him and dig this interview, my friends. Thanks, Peter, for taking some time out for me today. I appreciate it. Oh, it's, it's my pleasure. Thanks, thanks for the invitation. Absolutely. So what I'm going to do is I want to start off here, and your latest album, Disappearing Day, talk to me about this album and how you feel about it. Kind of take me into the studio and let me know what happened with this. It all began, you know, probably a good couple of years ago. I, uh, uh, I had been performing both with um, uh, my trio, which consists of... Um, Matt Aronoff on bass and and Ben Whitman on drums and myself on on piano and singing and uh, we had you know been doing some gigs together and developing some arrangements of of things and then Matt and I also have a duo called Foolish Hearts and so between those two uh, bands uh, a, a lot of um, either original tunes or arrangements of of, of other other people's tunes kind of came to be. And we went into a, a studio in in uh, Paramus, New Jersey, uh, the, the studio, a Tom Tedesco studio, and just recorded a bunch of stuff with with the three of us. Um, and you know, probably I, we did a, a I think we did a day in January, just with the nature of of that I'm not a New Yorker anymore, and our three our three individual schedules can be pretty nuts. Um, we did a day in January, and then we did another day in the studio in June, and 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 got a bunch of songs recorded as possibilities for a new album. And, and then uh, Ben and I, uh, Ben Whitman and I, we've been working, we've been producing, co-producing albums for me, gosh, for forever. And um, I just, I just love the way uh, I love working with Ben. We we think so similarly in terms of kind of aesthetically what we what we're looking for for each track and. And uh, we just kind of, you know, went through all the tunes and picked the ones that just felt, you know, that like they'd be a, an interesting and pretty varied. But yet, we were hoping, you know, it's 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 kind of a ride. There's a bunch of different stuff on the on the album, but we're hoping that the 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 the, the basis of the trio and and uh, is is kind of the, the the through line with the project. And then and then uh, and then we added what we thought were the appropriate bells and whistles afterwards between you know guest guest guitar players and background vocalists and you know string players and uh, we had a not, a not Cohen come in and do some stuff on one of the tunes so it was um you know a, a real over over it it went over a course of a long period of time just because uh i i teach now full time at berkeley in boston and i don't live in new york anymore so we would i would just come down for weekends and we go okay this weekend we're doing Guitar overdubs, and next weekend we're doing, you know, and then in a month I'd come back down and we do background vocals, and so it depends on who it depends on who is in town, and you know all that kind of stuff. So it, it took a while, only because I, I you know, I, I wasn't local anymore, and um, but it was really fun, and we and we, you know, I, I could I could live in the studio. It's 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 the most fun thing in the world to me, and uh, uh, so it, it was it was. You know, they say that the expression labor of love, but it, it, it really was. So let's take from the hyper-local, let's go to the beginnings of your life and how this love affair with jazz, so to speak, began. Talk to me about where you were born and raised and how you did actually get 
very interested in jazz. Well, I, um, you know, it, it, uh, I really have I, probably my parents to thank for that. They they would listen to a lot of the great singers, you know, Nat King Cole, and they were listening to like early Peggy Lee and Joe Stafford and uh, you know Mel Torme and you know all all Joe Williams. They, the, that music was playing in the household when I was when I was a kid, and and they listened to a lot of big band music and a lot of, a lot of stuff. They listened to I think you know my dad really loved Brazilian music like Jobim when. You know, in the late '60s, that that was sort of you know very fashionable, and and so I don't know. It was and then I have I was sort of the <laughs> I was sort of the mistake of the family. So I have a much older brother and sister, and they both turned me on to more more my other loves, which is you know Joni Mitchell and Stevie Wonder and Steely Dan and the Beatles and stuff. So it was it was a rich household of music, and I, I developed a love of all different kinds of stuff. And as I got you know into high school and college i i really w- was finding jazz to be that it, there was all this extra information and stuff to listen to you know harmonically and rhythmically and and uh it just felt so rich and and uh i, I was so intrigued intrigued by kind of the 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 uh all the layers of of things going on uh, you know the role of the of the rhythm section and the bass player and the drummer and all that stuff i i, I just really Got my wheels turning, and um, and so I, I I was a piano player first, most definitely. I didn't really start singing till, gosh, after high school and into college, and um, so I was I I wasn't a very good jazz pianist, but I tried, and then over the course of time, you know, just kind of a learn by doing situation, I um I I I my my jazz my jazz playing improved, and and then I then I really started singing it the fear of singing which was pretty uh pretty large uh slowly went away and and uh, that was around the same time that new york voices got started so i so i um you know grew up in jersey we moved around a lot i grew up in new jersey outside of manhattan and we lived there from for for a bunch of years and then moved to colorado and then we moved to pennsylvania and, and then boston so moved around quite a bit and and uh uh Went to school in Ithaca, New York, at Ithaca College, and that's where New York Voices met, and that's uh, how that that all came to be as well. Well, that's gone on pretty well. I mean, you've played at, with New York Voices. You've been at Carnegie Hall. You've been at the Kennedy Center. Talk to me about your association with New York Voices and how you feel about it. Well, you know, it's, it's we're we're hitting we're hitting like I, I mean we're almost at thirty years now, which is just bizarre. Is it you know when you start talking about numbers like that? Um, we met. We met in school. We were part of a group that was invited over to Europe to do the to do the jazz festivals, Montreux and North Sea, and we had such a great time doing it. And 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 the response seemed really strong. That that Darman and I uh, really talked about. You know, what if what if we really tried to do this? You know, what if we really you know moved to New York and started playing the clubs and doing all that stuff? And this is you know, 1988, 1989, something like that. And, um, and that's, and that's what we did. And, and Kim Nazarian was also in that initial group and Caprice Fox, uh, we're all, and, uh, we, when we, when we, we moved to the city and we wanted one more voice, uh, for the band and we met Sarah Krieger in New York. And so that was, the, that was the initial, uh, three women and two men version of New York Voices, and then you know, 
couple of personnel changes, and and then just we met Lauren Kinnan in 1992, and and um, when when Sarah wanted to do some some more solo stuff, and then Caprice Fox was I think getting a little burnt out on being on the road all the time, and so instead of finding a replacement for Caprice, the group just became a quartet. So it's been a quartet for you know 20 20 of those 30 years, and um, it's been the same people since then, and. You know, we, we just um, we work really hard. We, we, we there's always been a big educational component to what New York Voices does. We don't we don't just go to a college and do a concert. We go to a college and work with their various groups, whether it's instrumental or or vocal, and you know do a lot of master classes and clinics and stuff. And then we'll do a concert in the evening. So we we you know we we really kind of. The, the group does a, a pretty mean master <laughs> master class, and we each uh, individually focus on different topics, whether it's vocal technique or songwriting or arranging or improvisation. And um, we also have a camp that uh, every summer uh, that is now back at Ithaca College at our alma mater, um, and it's a pretty it's a pretty great week. You know, people I think people really uh, lives are are are. Rocked. I think coming to the camp, there's just a lot of information, and and it's really fun. It's it's very intense, and um, it's a, it's each day is very full, but but people just seem to really love it, and a lot of people come back every year. So um, and we, you know, it's just been we've always been you know kind of road warriors and and hardworking people. Um, there's no denying the work ethic in in the group. I think people really relate to that, whether they really sing or whether they sing in the shower. Just that idea of of, of harmonies and, and voices joining is 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 a is both a it's a it's a beautiful sound it's and it's an emotional sound and and uh, we, we try to connect you know vocal jazz can sometimes get a bum rap for being sort of light and and uh, homogenous you know and and we really try to make what we do you know have both you know we we think of ourselves as like a horn section and we try to and we try to sing like that a lot of the time and and you know go for the the character in each voice and how those we kind of think of ourselves almost like you know the 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 four brothers and Woody Herman's you know big band it's like it's like four very individual sounds that come together and make this other sound and and uh have always really liked that part of it and and I'm you know very grateful to have been part of it for for this long well, speaking of your career, over two plus, over twenty plus years, you've this is your fifth album that came out this year. How do you feel about your career up to this point? You know, I think like anybody, you always always hope you know for for more, like more. I'd love to do more uh, work on my own. Uh, you know, in in addition to what the voices, you know, the, the voices schedule is. Um, I you know, but, but it, I'm really grateful for you know. We, I do I get to do a lot of great concerts either on my own or, or with New York Voices. I'm also part of another group called Moss that um, is with Luciana Souza and Kate McGarry and Theo Bluckman and, and, and Lauren Kinnan, who's also in New York Voices. That's been together, and there's talk of that group um, coming back together again. It's, 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 it's so different from New York Voices. It's about, you know, and, and that's the fun of it. It's, it's a whole, whole other kind of, it's, it's a little more contemporary and, and more uh, original compositions, and, and it's just kind of sits in a totally different place um it's you know it's tough out there and i'm you know i think you have to be just really appreciative of of what what comes your way whenever whenever that happens so you know the other part of you as a composer is some of your compositions have been up for awards uh one was uh the winner of the 2004 grammy award for best jazz vocal album 
I want to know this. I don't want to know your favorite award, but what award have you received in your life that surprised you the most? Oh, wow. <laughs> uh, <laughs> wow, I don't even know how to – I truly don't know how to answer that. Um, I, I will say, I don't know, maybe because it's the most recent, but I, I, I made a few best-of-the-year lists with, with Disappearing Day, with the new album this year, and that that was really that was really nice. Um, uh, you know, Downbeat and Jazzes and all these different uh, – Publications and and you know online uh, groups uh, gave the Spring Day a, a best of the year. So that I think that was that was pretty cool. And also because it's your own thing, you know, it's your own tunes, it's your own arrangements. You know, it makes it, it does make it special. It does make it you know uh, meaningful to when it when it's your own stuff and kind of your own vision of of you know what you think good music is. So um, so that that was nice. That was a nice. Uh, it, it it was better than a kick in the head, as my father used to say. So, so <laughs> I, I, I appreciated that. I, just playing Carnegie. The first time we played Carnegie Hall, we did the double bill with 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 Take Six New York Voices. It was kind of the big debut for both groups. Both groups had kind of gotten on the scene around the same time, and and uh, both groups did a night at Carnegie Hall, and it, and it was it was you know we kind of thought we'd be walking out in front of Take Six's audience, and that they'd be like, okay, that's that's cool, but now. Let's bring the guys out, and it wasn't like that at all. I think people the the first album was getting some really nice airplay, both on the on jazz radio and also on the kind of the more you know poppy jazz radio stations. And um, so I think people were intrigued by both groups at that time, and it, it just felt like you know it you know that that walking out on that stage, you know, it, it's like what what people say. It's just like there's just nothing like it. It's just sort of amazing, you know. So um, so that was a big. Not an award specifically, but certainly a, a, a moment you never forget. In, in the annals of watching live jazz, what's one of the best live jazz shows you've ever been uh, privy to? Wow, I loved. You know, just re- recently I saw this is this is maybe a little off the beaten path, but I saw Kate McGarry and uh, Keith Gans just do a duo set at Scullers, which I just thought was absolutely. Transcendent. I just thought it was just amazing. And uh, gosh, I remember. God, I remember back in the day seeing Cedar Walton and Billy Higgins. You know, do that Eastern Rebellion group that, that yeah. Cedar had for a while. I saw them years ago when I was just, and that was really that was a very. I just remember going, wow. Now I understand. Yeah, I was I was pretty young, and I, and I remember thinking, oh, that's why. That's the role of the bass player, and that's the role of the drummer, and, I, and I, it really helped me kind of figure out. You know what each member of the of the quartet or the quintet, you know what their role was and, and how they played off each other. It was it was it was pretty awesome. So those are those are two that come to mind uh, immediately. We saw the voices opened up for Shirley Horn in Vienna, you know, a number of years ago. But but Shirley was definitely, unfortunately, uh, you know, just really overwhelmed by diabetes at that point and was not able to play piano for herself. Uh, but she sat there in a wheelchair in this huge opera house in Vienna, singing "Here's to Life," and that that was uh, another moment. Just like, okay, I will not, I will never forget this ever. And uh, yeah. I think she died fairly soon after that. It was just, it was toward, towards the end of her life. Um, but there's, you know, lots, lots, lots of moments like that. I, I, you know, Bobby McFerrin came up and joined New York Voices at the North Sea Jazz Festival when we were very new to the scene and. We had to pretend that it wasn't the coolest thing ever to have you know Bobby McFerrin come up and join you on on stage and just pretend like oh yeah we you know this happens to us all the time when when meanwhile we were all just 
freaking out, and it was very, very exciting. So there's there's lots of those. There's lots yeah. of those. Why do you love jazz? Well, it kind of goes back to what I I said before. It's it's just it's you know I lo- I'm a big pop music fan too. I mean I can't deny that, and and I grew up being kind of a pop kid as much as, and then and then I think because of that. I started listening to more adventurous pop people, and which led me into jazz, which led me into things that are more, you know, harmonically rich and and rhythmically and you know different. And and it, it's there's just so much to sink your teeth into. You know, there, you know, it's it's uh, it's both joyous and it can be complex, but it's not, but not in an inaccessible sort of way. It's just uh, it. it it, uh, it it's just like it's the best of everything, you know, harmonically, rhythmically, melodically. Um, the joy of improvisation, which you know, I <laughs> in my own you know journey, you know, I'm in I'm in a group that you know with 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 Darwin Meter, who I think is one of the you know great improvisers out there. And you know, it took me a long time to to for my, you know to go okay, well, Darwin's the improviser. I'm I'll be the other guy, you know, and and. You know, just just in the last really, you know, as I'm embarrassed to say, in the last few years, I've kind of those those voices that go, "Why are you improvising?" You know, it should be somebody else who does it better. Kind of went away, and I and I'm really enjoying that aspect of of jazz as well. Really, for the for, kind of for the first time, and and both and in my playing too. On, on Disappearing Day, I take you know two piano solos, which was like. <laughs> Which, which was a really big deal for me, and 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 I'm not embarrassed, you know, listening to them. I'm like, that's that's cool, you know. I I, I like that. So, you know, we all have our our own little uh, mountains to climb, and 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 the the art of improvisation, or or you know, the the fear of it was was certainly uh, big for me, and and I'm I'm grateful to say it's not as it's 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 more fun now, and and I you know I have more. Uh, uh, Tricks on my sleeve, or or more information that that I that I know what you know how to how to, how to improvise uh, much and feel more comfortable with it than I have in a long time. So, of all the fans that you've played for over the years, what's one of the nicest things that anybody has ever said to you about your music? Hmm. Well, but I, I think when they said you know your I, I think one of my favorite things was they said your music is really uh, you know it it can be. Uh, Sophisticated and um, and uh, you know it's it's not it's not simple music, but they said, but there's something about it that feels very universal. And lyrically, your your music feels very universal. You you touch upon things that 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 people really relate to, and and, and you know, and I, I really appreciate. I, I loved hearing hearing that. You know that that you know it's not just it's it reaches people. You know, you always want at least for me. I think that's I don't want to do music just for my own. You know, gratification. I, you know, you hope you you can touch people with something you sing or say or a lyric that you've written, and you know, you want to you, you want to move things forward. You know, in some respect, you know, emotionally for people or whatever. And that, and whenever uh, 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 there's there's some uh, a comment back that has to do with something like that, I'm always really grateful. So let me ask you this. Everything is going to boil down to this question. Everyone has a version of who you are, your family, your friends, business associates. But who do you think you are? When you wake up and you face the world, who do you personally think you are? Hmm. <laughs> um, I, I, uh, I think I'm, uh, I'm, 
I I think I mean well, most definitely. I think I I I I definitely I think I have others that uh, in uh, I think of others a, a lot more than I think of myself, and I think and I like to think that's why I'm I, I I like to think I'm a pretty good teacher, and I I think that's one of the reasons why I just you know I get the fear of life, and I get the why life can be really hard sometimes, and I think I do try to help people help it life not be so hard for others and uh and in doing so i think it makes it easier for, for me too and um you know i grew up being sort of this uh, i had a I, I came from a fam- family where you kind of it was co- sort of a great thing to be funny and on and and the not theatrical but just you know just to entertain and it, it's taken me a long time to find to kind of find my peace with that and just um just say well being being myself is really enough and and you don't have to be more than that 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 you know hopefully that's the real person and that's what people want to see and uh so and hopefully and i hope in all of that my the music i write represents that perfect that's a great way to wrap everything up peter thank you for reaching out and allowing me to interview you and thanks for your time and your music i appreciate it I appreciate it. Thank, thank you, Joe. Hope to run into you one of these days. Thanks for listening and tuning in to yet another Neon Jazz interview, where we give you a bit of insight into the finest players in New Jersey, Kansas City, and spots all over the world, giving fans all that jazz. Thanks to Peter for his time and all that music. If you want to hear more interviews, go to Famous Interviews with Joe Domino on the iTunes Store, or visit NeonJazz at YouTube.com, and for everything Neon Jazz, go to the NeonJazz.blogspot.com. Until next time, enjoy the jazz, my friends. Neon Jazz.